Radio MD. RadioMD.com. Spokesperson for the American College of Emergency Physicians. She's Dr. Lee. And the Dr. Lee Vinoker Show. Hi, and welcome back to the show for our um, segment from the American College of Emergency Physicians. Next week is uh, Poison Prevention Week, and my next guest is a board-certified emergency physician, and he's a medical toxicologist from the American College of Emergency Physicians, Dr. Paul Kalecki. He is also an associate professor for the Department of Emergency Medicine at Thomas Jefferson University in Philly and a consultant to the Philadelphia Poison Control Center. So welcome, Dr. Kalecki. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. So how common, um, let's talk about, you know, uh, poisonings still. How common is it that you see accidental poisonings um, in the emergency room? We do see accidental poisoning, even though we do have a very good system with our poison control centers and our education through the poison control centers. We still see accidental poisonings, which occur uh, mainly in pediatric patients. Uh, we'll see them um, most likely exposed to chemicals um, that may be stored in a familiar bottle um, that, that children will see and, and recognize as uh, something yummy. And then drink it, but the chemical will be in there, and they could be exposed that way. Right. Um, we still see some exposures to uh, plants. That's more we hear phone calls from uh, um, animals who may bite plants. Um, but but children getting exposed to uh, chemicals which are stored in familiar containers that's that's concerning. Hmm. So yeah, meaning that you are taking your household. Uh, uh, glass cleaner and you're putting it in something that's not the typical spray bottle and kids Correct. come to it and it's yeah. got a great color. Some of them look yellow even, like Gatorade or something like that. Yeah, or they'll put some cleaning solution into a Gatorade bottle great. and a child <laughs> will see the Gatorade bottle and say, wow, I love Gatorade and take a sip and then realize that it's not Gatorade. Huh. Um, and then the parents will become very concerned and um, call their doctor or call the poison control center or take the child straight to the emergency department. So what, you know, we never, we very rarely, it's always when we turn our back for a second that our kids will get into things. Um, first of all, let's talk about, you know, so the typical, when you say pediatric, what's the age range? And then I wanted to ask you, how would you suspect it if you didn't see it happen? Obviously, if you're watching your kid and they pick up a bottle of something that's a household chemical, you're going to stop them. So first of all, what's the age range for most common poisonings you see? So I think about the age range where children love just to get into things. Um, where they, they really don't know better yet. So that would be, um, well, first of all, the age range where they can walk and they have the uh, dexterity to, um, to mobilize and find a, a bottle or container and also the ability to uh, take the top off and take it to their mouth. So we're talking about a year and a half to two years up until maybe four or five years. Four or five years may be a little old for children to expose themselves. But in the one to two year range to three or four is definitely a concerning um, period for these children. 
And then what would make a parent suspect something? Because like, as we said, we're, you know, if you see it happening, you're going to stop it. So what would make you think something's going on with your kid if you're not 100% sure? Aside from a spilled bottle of the uh, cleaning fluid in a Gatorade thing. And even then, you know, parents maybe don't know. Did they open it? Did it smell funny and they dropped it? Or, you know, how do you know if your child even ingested it? Um, there, there's another, um, not just the age for children, if I can go back for a second. Sure. Um, but also, uh, if a child has a learning disability, they may be a little bit older, uh-huh. but those children may also get exposed. Um, and so that would be a, a, a potential concerning patient. As far as when the parents would realize something's going wrong or, or they may have ingested something, um, is when your child looks very well. It's the, uh, another great day having your child running around the house and then all of a sudden your child starts crying or vomiting or just looks very sick very rapidly. And that's when we think about an exposure to a chemical, um, that's stored in a container or some kind of toxicity. It's something where the child gets sick very, very rapidly. Right, because I imagine, too, um, and, and, you know, as an ER doc myself, I've seen it, you know, parents, grandparents come to visit. Parents might be very vigilant and have all their medications and everything up there, but parents, grandparents come and visit. They're staying in a guest room. The kids are hanging around, and they might leave their pill bottles out. So it doesn't have to be a poison, right? It could be just a regular blood pressure medicine or something that's too high a yeah, dose. Yeah, that's another concerning too. Um, is uh, medications that are uh, left unattended to that uh, children, smaller children who uh, like to put anything into their mouths. Um, and some uh, medications uh, look like candy, and so a child will put those uh, pills into their mouth. So that's also definitely another concerning scenario so suddenly your child is acting unusual or you know worse yet they're they're not breathing well or something like that then what you recommend you call 911 and the poison center or because there's an 800 number for where you are right and that'll hook you up to your regional poison centers yes so um the recommendation would be if your child looks sick, you should call 911. Um, if your child, if you think your child was exposed to a chemical or if you think your child took uh, a, a medication that's not for the child, if it's grandmother's or grandparents' medication or parents or another sibling's medication that's potentially toxic, um, you could call um, your regional poison center, the, the 1-800 number, and they'll uh, connect you to your regional poison control center so they can discuss the case. And I give appropriate recommendations. Mm-hmm. So, and it's 800-222-1222. And what, um, even if you're not sure, you know, you tell parents to err on the side. If, say, the child's not looking that bad at this point, but grandma's pill bottles were opened and spilled, is, do you, is that a common scenario where people will call the poison center just to get some advice on what to do? Absolutely, yes. So if a child takes a medication that's not for them, um, calling the Poison Control Center is highly recommended because they can discuss the case. Um, they can uh, some medications. When a child ingests them, the child may look good for several hours and have very serious toxicity, um, which, which is delayed. So 
uh, definitely calling the poison center is highly recommended for those cases. So even if they appear stable, you know, maybe you're not going to call 911. But if you're unsure at all about something, you know, a cabinet's been opened or something, you would recommend that parents at the very least call the poison center, talk about what they're seeing spilled or open or whatever, and then decide, you know, when to take them to the emergency room. So you shouldn't really wait if they're looking bad and you're worried about them ingesting a medicine or, or a chemical. I absolutely agree. You, you, if, you, if your child gets exposed to a chemical or a drug, uh, if they look sick, call 911. If they don't look sick, you still should call the poison control center um, and get information about this chemical or, or the medication that the child ingested. Hmm. And um, you have almost all chemicals. I mean, uh, we only have a minute. I guess it makes it harder if you've removed the chemical from the original packaging because you can't tell the ingredients. But... Um, um, what do you do in that case? For those case? scenarios, if you had, um, you could describe the medication to the, the poison control specialist and um, they, they should be able to identify it. They have um, programs that they can use or websites or, or other information links that they can use to identify pills. So definitely, um, if you have trouble identifying the pill, please describe it best you can to the poison control center. Um, and hopefully they can identify it for you. Okay. Well, some good advice and definitely kid-proof your house. It's important. I want to thank my guests. This is the Dr. Levin Oker Show. It's Health from the Outside In on Radio MD. So stay tuned into your health.